Hello and welcome to the Houston Vineyard Podcast. We sincerely hope that this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. All right, good morning. How's everybody doing? It's going to take me a little bit to get set up today. Uh, we are sort of starting the year talking about rhythms, and today we're going to talk about something really fun. Uh, and the word that we're going to talk about is this concept of lordship. And before we get in, we'll pray just so we like get, like get ourselves situated. But um, we're looking at today what it means for Jesus to be sort of the Lord of everything, that everything is his, we are his, and what does that mean in our lives? We'll be in Romans 14, and so let's pray and we'll get started. Father, you're good, exceedingly good. And we thank you. We thank you for your word, which is alive and applicable to our lives. We thank you for the incredible sacrifice that is your son, Jesus, and how it is through his life and death and resurrection that your word takes its proper perspective in our lives. And Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you're here right now, and we are grateful. We don't take it for granted, and we ask that you would be kind and speak to us today. Bring us words of comfort or conviction where they're needed. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. When you look up the word lordship in in the dictionaries, it, it says sort of the rank or dignity of lord. And then it says it's used as a title. So... If you're, if you're a lordship, wow, congratulations. Do you have anything you'd like to give me? It, jewels or land or whatever. Anyways, this says it's the authority or power of a lord. It is, indicates dominion. It is somebody that has control over something and everything that is there. The territory under the jurisdiction of a Lord or in our understanding of Lordship is that all is God's. Everything. That Jesus is Lord and so Jesus rules so that you and I and everything that we touch is God's. And that when we say yes to Jesus, we say yes to the lordship of Jesus, that we say yes, that whatever Jesus thinks about things, we'll, we will, in essence, submit to and say, yes, you're Lord, I'll do that. In Romans 14, it says this, it says, starting in verse 1, it says, welcome the person who is weak in faith, but not in order to argue about differences of opinion. One person believes in eating everything while the weak person eats only vegetables. I mean, well, I mean, they're, they're missing iron. It's a defi- Those who eat must not look down on the ones who don't. And the ones who don't eat must not judge the ones who do because God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servants? They stand or fall before their own Lord. And they will stand because the Lord has the power to make them 
stand. One person considers some days to be more sacred than others, while another person considers all days to be the same. Each person must have their own convictions. Someone who thinks that a day is sacred thinks that way for the Lord. Those who eat, eat for the Lord because they thank God, and those who don't eat, don't eat for the Lord, and they thank the Lord too. We don't live for ourselves, and we don't die for ourselves. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whatever we live or die, whether we live or die, we belong to God. This is why Christ died and lived, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brothers and sisters, or why do you look down on your brothers or sisters? We all will stand in front of the judgment seat of God, because it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will praise, give praise to God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. As I look at this, I'm first struck by the cultural realities that are being spoken to. Jesus come and, comes and he upends the system of status quo. And so this question about eating, like if you eat this or you don't eat this, is these are customs that have been ingrained into the cultural mind of the Jewish people, the people of God, for generations of what you eat and what you don't eat. And Jesus comes and upends it and says it's a lot less about what you do and don't do and a lot more about the why, the heart of what you're doing. And in this, in where it, We're invited into something with Jesus in verse 7. We don't live for ourselves and we don't die for ourselves. You are incredibly important to the story of God. And yet, it is not about you. You have freedom to explore the creation of the living God and engage with it. And it's not about you. You see, if if Jesus was merely a mortal man, if he's just some guy with a great philosophy, fabulous hair, at least by the pictures, and a canny ability to make any party a super party by taking water and turning it into wine, if that's all he is, then we follow the philosophies as closely as we can and then we're done. But if he lived and he died and he was risen again, then we must acknowledge that he is Lord, that he is the Son of God, that he is the King of kings, that he has conquered death, that he rules and reigns. And as Lord, if we say yes to Jesus we say yes to his lordship. We voluntarily submit to his authority and his discipline. We surrender. Now, here's the thing. We have a belief that freedom is what we need, right? I mean, uniquely, we're in a country where everything is about our freedoms, our personal freedoms. I mean, all of it. We're free to destroy ourselves if we want, which is great. Everybody wants freedom. And, and we have this concept of freedom, which is that 
Freedom equals I get what I want, how I want, when I want it, and then I will be happy. Right? That's my idea of freedom. We essentially have a middle schooler's emotional response to limits in life. I forgot this because it's been like a crazy ton of years since middle school. But emotional middle schoolers, super dumb. Make really bad short-term decisions. Don't think about the long-term at all. Like they have dating relationships that last hours. And if it's really a good one, it's days. It's crazy. But that's our reality. What we desire is freedom. And what we think freedom is, is the ability to do what we want, when we want, go where we want, how we want. And we don't want there to be anything other than happiness on the other side. It's crazy short-term thinking. And now I've got balloons today. Trying to find ways to create problems for... Jesse, by doing this, I'm going to ask, figuring out which one it is here. Leslie, can you just hold this one for a while? Try not, like, maybe anchor yourself so you don't fly away. It's, um, this is us. That's you. A big pink balloon. There's two sizes, because some of you are bigger than others. And just so, and what we desire is freedom. So what we desire is to have no limits to where we can go. Like, I want this freedom. And, and what I end up doing is, uh, I got I to gotta stay away from the ceiling because of the asbestos. Um, we don't want because there is limit. I mean, if we can have the freedom, but we probably shouldn't have it and asbestos. <laughs> but here's what happens in our freedom. Uh, this is us, and let's say that I am connected to this. This is all me. The string is me. The balloon is me. And, and in my freedom, I can go anywhere I want, like anywhere. I can go all around. I can't go to the asbestos. I can, but for you know what I'm talking about, our purpose is today. Go anywhere I want. And, and it feels amazing that I can do what I want, when I want, how I want it. It's like when you first move out of your parents' home. And they've taught you good decisions your whole life. And then you move out on your own and you're like, yeah, Pop-Tart seems like dinner. (laughs) Here's the challenge with freedom. Uh, We go in freedom, in complete freedom, which means we're not limited by anything. We're not tethered to anything. We're not connected to anything bigger than ourselves. Then we will go wherever our emotions dictate. Wherever the moment will take us with no consideration of what it will do to us or others. It feels amazing, but here's the other really rough part of it. When we are free and somebody grabs us and holds us with an ideology, with a theory, with a relational connection that is toxic, it doesn't matter how hard we try to get away, we are controlled. In all our freedom and in all our choices, we are at the end bound. 
can't go anywhere. I can't move. I can move far, far away, but at the end of the day, everything is tied there. And the reality is, even if nobody's grabbing it, this was, I did this on purpose because of the up, and you sort of look like, and <laughs> come on, let's be, seriously, just look it up. Like, grab your phones. I don't care. Look it up. And then come take a picture with up. Well, afterwards, we'll have pictures with the guy from Up and the balloon. Um, I love you. Even if nobody else is pulling this, we are bound. We are bound to all the emotions that pull us places. We are bound to the moment that feels really big. We are bound to the fear. We are bound to the avoidance of real things. We are bound, but free. And what Jesus is doing here is he's saying, you know what, like, lordship means that we are connected to something bigger than ourselves in a way that feels different than we'd like. We are submitting. We are saying, God, you are God and I am not. And I will live by your law and I will follow you. Why? Why would I do that? Because I know that the heart of God for his people is that their soul would flourish. Even if the flourishing of their soul doesn't equal happiness in the moment. This is the pursuit of happiness, the emotion of, I like what I'm doing now. The good of our soul says, there is a larger story being written on the life that you live. Now, the challenge is in lordship, how we typically think of it and how they thought about it in the Old Testament. And this is the conflict between the rabbis of Jesus' time and Jesus is that lordship meant that God is over everything. And as such, then your behavior is mandated and controlled by the God that is over you. It feels incredibly oppressive. And what it does is it takes you as this free balloon that doesn't have quite as long of a string. And it says, you cannot be trusted. Why? Because you can't, because you're human. We are not sort of fleshy robots. We are pulled in a thousand different directions. And it says, you can't be trusted. You will damage your soul. You will hurt yourself. You will self-destruct. So what we do then in lordship is we find a box to cage you in. Here's a box. I did it. This is clear so you can see this thing in there. And... Um, Let's get in here. There you go. Okay, now everybody feels better. You can blow, this thing's going to blow around in there for a little bit. But here's the great thing is it will bounce up against the boundaries of that box and it will be safe. The boundaries being all the laws that we can come up with. And Jesus is speaking to a people that made thousands of laws out of ten commandments. Thousands of laws out of 10 commandments. Why? To protect you from yourself. The law is don't do this, but I've seen some things 
and it says don't do this, but what if we said don't do, for example, the law is don't touch this thing. That's the law. This is, this is the one thing you can't touch. And as a person who cares about you, I realize that's very tempting. And so what, what I, I want to change and add some structure for you. So the structure is, uh, that's dangerous. So you can't be on the stage where the thing is. But then one day they saw somebody, probably a middle schooler, <laughs> getting close to it. And they're like, oh man, this is dangerous. Uh, actually, I, I don't want you in the room where the stage is, where the thing is. And they saw another middle schooler, like pimples and hormones and crying because who knows why, and then angry. Outside, and they're like, oh man, that's like, if we, we can't keep an eye on everybody. And if they get in the doors, then they're in the room. And if they get in the room, then there's the stage and then there's the thing. So actually, don't be in the building. And then they saw like a gaggle of middle schoolers trading Pokemon cards or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't, pocket demons, I think they're called. But I don't know. That's my, that's just a generational thing. That's what, that's what our youth group leader told us. That was also like when we started burning our CDs and then going and buying them two days later again. Let's, let's be honest about it. Christian youth group leaders held up the music industry for a decade. We, like people were buying CDs like eight times. Anyways, that's another, again, this is my stuff. We don't need to do this together. And what we say is that this is how we are safe. This is what lordship means. It means we stay in the box. And this is a nice box. It has like windows you can see out of it. And all the fun, the happy, free people are having. But in this concept, what we're saying is you cannot do A, B, or C. Lordship equals you cannot do A, B, or C. In the first example, we're saying freedom means anything, whenever, whatever, however. But true freedom, true freedom, because as we see, that is not freedom. We are bound to our own emotions and the moments we're living in. And it's, there's nothing that we are connected to. We can go anywhere and anybody can grab us and pull us around. And lordship, and as we understand it through the person and work of Jesus, is not that at all. It doesn't say that you're under this or you get hit. So if you get out of the box, pop in the balloon. It doesn't say I have to. Real freedom, like true freedom, comes in being tethered. To the person and work of Jesus and the word of God. True freedom comes in saying, I am absolutely free because I surrender. I am tethered to this. I am tethered to Jesus as a person as a savior, as my Lord, lordship means that I acknowledge that I am his and he is God. And it says that in my tethering, I am connected to something bigger than me. 
bigger than my emotions, bigger than a moment, bigger than what everyone else around me is saying. I am tethered. I am essentially those wavy things at a car dealership. And it never moves. True freedom says, I choose to be tethered. I don't have to be, I choose to. I want to be tethered. I want to be connected to something bigger. And the limits aren't that I'm going to hit a box and feel the pain or have somebody knock on the glass and say, you're getting too close, here comes the pain. It's not that at all. What it is is that I can go wherever I want to. And when I start to get a little bit freaky, there's a gentle tug. And it's not Jesus pulling us back. It's us being reminded that we're tethered to something. In this scenario, we have very, very little control. The only thing we can do is leave the whole system by its, as, it's, as it stands and then become free, which is bound to something worse than this. In this, we roam the way God intended Adam and Eve to do in the garden. We roam. We explore the creation. We explore the creator in his creation. We explore relationship. We take risks. We, we, we do life together, understanding that we are tethered. And when we start to get out there and, and we feel the pinch that we are moving beyond what is safe for our soul, what is good, we're moving beyond what is good for our soul, we have a choice to respond to the tethering and stay and slowly come to a place where there's not so much tension, or we can cut the string and be free. Lordship isn't that God says, this is the box you live in, and you do everything in this box, and then everything will be okay. Lordship is saying, I choose to be tethered. I have complete freedom in surrender. Choose to be tethered. I choose to foster a relationship with a living God in a way where I can feel the gentle tug when what I'm going towards is bad for my soul. That works against the flourishing of my soul, that I am free to roam and explore. And even if my emotions, because some people are more emotional, some people are logical, some people are emotional, some people are, some people are just crazy, Don't look at your neighbor and go, yeah, that's not what we're doing here. It doesn't mean that I can't move with my emotions. It means that I can move with my emotions in a way that doesn't destroy my soul, that I can feel the tug of being tethered. It doesn't mean that I don't calculate a way of living that looks a little bit more like this because I know myself. And I know that I might need a little bit more structure than the next person. It means that there is freedom in surrender and that the end goal is fellowship with the creator and the soul flourishing and at peace and rest. 
Lordship means that we surrender. And we acknowledge that Jesus is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the living God, the Son of God, Savior, Messiah, Lord. And that we choose to be tethered to the person and work of Jesus and the word of God for the good of our own soul. It means as we navigate life, whether it be our emotions, our decisions about life itself, our relationships, our mind, our body, our money, our time, that all of it is surrendered and tethered to Jesus. All of it. It means we don't compartmentalize our lives and say, well, this is mine and this is God's. God gets Sunday from 1045 because you guys all show up late. You know, we start at 1030. Just, I don't know, maybe, maybe you didn't know that. Um, until 12 something. In this case, we'll get out earlier than normal. Sometimes Josh talks for 45, 50 minutes because... He's working things out up here. We tether. And this isn't that God controls us. It's that we allow ourselves to be connected to God in a way that gives us the stability we need for the freedom to roam. Without being tethered, freedom becomes bondage to every whim every emotion, every thought, every fad, anything and everything. We think that that will be good for our souls, that will make us happy, and it actually does the opposite. It binds us to things that are so unknowing, are unknowable, and so out of our control that we feel more lost than ever. So we tether, we submit. We don't say, I have to. We say, I choose to. I love the kindness of God in the expression of Jesus as he doesn't say, you must do this. He says, I invite you to this. Choose it for the good of your soul. He doesn't say, well, if you eat this or eat this, he says, eat what you want, but be tethered. And if being tethered means that you're not going to eat that, fine. But somebody else is going to be Tether it and eat all of that. Let them go. As the worship team comes back up, I want us to contemplate something. What is freedom? What really gives us freedom? And what does it mean in our freedom to choose the lordship of Jesus? To tether ourselves to Jesus in a way where we, we tether to the rock that is Jesus and the word of God. We, 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 we firmly connect ourselves in a way that allows us to explore the world he's created. in a way that allows my soul to flourish. Where I choose constraint because that 
is not what I want, and either is objective, boundaryless chaos. What does it mean for us? What does it mean for you as you wrestle with your relationship with God and the soul that you're trying to care for? What does it mean for surrender? Sometimes in my, my rights, I get to do what I want. God said I get to do what I want. Yes, but he didn't say you get to do what you want and have the outcome you want. You want. What does it mean in relationship if, if I'm out roaming and the guy from up grabs me and I'm bound there? What, what happens in this in relationship where somebody grabs me and starts to pull? And this one, when somebody pulls and I can feel the tension, I actually get to come down from where my emotions and my everything is, recognize this, go beneath it and connect back to where I'm anchored to and say, Jesus, we got a problem. And Jesus says, okay, let's figure this out. Freedom, true freedom, comes in surrender. True freedom comes in saying, you are God, and I am connected to you. True freedom says, everything I have is yours. And thank you for giving me all of this space to explore what that means. As I am tethered to the thing that is never changing, that doesn't move because of the cultural shift or my emotional shift or my financial realities or the realities of those around me. It just never changes, it is solid, it's going nowhere and it cares about my soul. Lordship means not that we're under all of the stuff. It means that we are completely free. But there's a line that will let us know when we're moving towards things that will damage our soul. And you get to, in all of your freedom, choose whether you will listen or not. You can cut the cord or you can come back. And here's what I love about the, the way of Jesus is that even if you've cut the cord and you're out there like crazy, like a middle schooler at a dance, after they had Red Bull, because that's a weird thing. Anyways, even if that's where you are, Jesus says, tether again. He's not like, nope, you cut it, you're out. Good luck. You left the house, pay your bills. No, he says, tether again. Tether again. Oh, but you don't understand. This balloon's seen some stuff. Yeah, and Jesus says, I've seen some stuff too. Tether again. Oh, but I don't understand what the future holds. Ah, tether again. Oh, but what if there's this fun stuff over here that I'll miss out on? Tether again. Tether again. And if you've never tethered, tether now. If you've been enjoying your freedom in such a way where your soul is damaged and you're a mess and you're going, 
if I could just get this one other thing, then I'd be happy. I'm going to give you a secret. You won't be happy for long. And it's not the fix. The fix is tethering. Is with all your freedom choosing surrender. So as we come into worship, I, I want to challenge you to spend a moment with the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you just come in peace. And I ask that you brood over every heart and mind right now. And that everyone feel the invitation to tether their will, their lives, everything they are, everything they want, and everything that has happened to them, to you. And then speak life. Bring joy. Bring hope. Extend mercy and grace. Show yourself.